So the New Jersey Devils went with their plan B option and they were able to sign Andre Palat to a five-year deal. Obviously, he might not have the same production as some of the other players we had in mind, but at the same time, he does provide some decent offense and he also provides another factor that I think the New Jersey Devils have been searching for the past couple seasons. And he could be a ideal glue piece to try to rally the troops and bring the young guys together. What do I mean by that? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils are for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So in the last episode, I think the safe thing to say was that I was a little ticked off with the Johnny Goodrow signing because if you guys have been missing all the news leading up to his signing decision... A lot of signs pointed that he wanted to go back out east, so maybe he was going to sign with his hometown team, the Philadelphia Flyers, maybe the New Jersey Devils, or maybe the New York Islanders, wherever the case might be. That was what all indications, that's what all the signs were pointing to. However, he made a bit of a stunning decision when he decided to sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets because a lot of people, including myself, were a little surprised with the signing. And in yesterday's episode, I was obviously visibly not too pleased with it. But now that I've had a day to digest it, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for showing so much love to that last episode, whether you were listening on a podcast streaming service, whether you were watching on YouTube. It has gotten so many views. It's gotten so many downloads. I've gotten a lot of new subscribers. I've gotten a lot of people just discussing it. And overall, whether you agreed with me, whether you disagreed with me, whether you challenged me, whether you semi-agreed with me, you guys still showed a lot of support and love towards it. So I can't thank you guys enough. It's one of the reasons why I enjoy being a devil's news personality. And I do want to say this. like I've been hearing the reports saying that Johnny Goodrow not only made a decision that was best for him, but he made a decision that was best for his wife's situation as well, because apparently she's a doctor, Columbus, Ohio, being so close to Cincinnati or maybe in Columbus itself. There's a lot of children's hospitals that allows his wife to also get a good job. So if that is true, I didn't see the press conference, so I can't confirm or deny anything. That's basically what I've been informed. If that's the case, I really can't be mad about that. It, it just I was just hurt. I wasn't angry at Johnny Goodrow per se. I was just a little hurt with the decision because I had high hopes because this was something I was talking about for a couple months now. It was something I was talking about for a couple weeks. I get it when I do my silly season episodes are not really meant to be taken all that seriously because they're called silly season for a reason. But I legitimately thought this was one of the silly season episodes that could come true, similar to what I did with Dougie Hamilton last season. So I just wanted to address that from yesterday's episode. Don't regret putting it out because it did get a lot of love. It got a lot of support. And I appreciate it whether you guys agreed with me, challenged me, whatever the case might be, uh, just showing love to the video and also to the uh, episode that's on the podcast streaming service, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever the case might be. Really appreciate the love and support. Now, let's just move on from Johnny Hockey and let's focus on the now. So Andre Palat. He is joining the New Jersey Devils on a five-year, $30 million contract. So he will be paid $6 million annually. So the thing about Palat is that 
similar to Brendan Smith and also Eric Halla, kind of up there in age a little bit, adds the age to the New Jersey Devils roster because we're a relatively young team. He has the experience. He's won two Stanley Cup championships with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's played his entire career with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So he knows what it's like to start from the bottom and then be on top of the world. Obviously, a lot of people, including myself, weren't really too happy with the contract, but under the circumstances, it's really what we had to do. Because let's face it, guys, after Johnny Goodrow signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm sure Tom Fitzgerald and the entire front office was just scrambling just to find a big name free agent. And, you know, Andre Palat being one of the bigger names available in the unrestricted free agent market. Usually you do got to give him what he wants because I'm sure him and his camp were like, look, if you really want us here, then you're going to have to pay up just a little bit more because we know that you wanted Johnny Goodrow. You struck out on that. So you probably don't want to strike out on me too. So you got no choice but to pay me some money. And, you know, we gave Palat the money and what's done is done. And I think it can definitely be a huge beneficial um, factor for New Jersey Devils going forward because, like I just mentioned, Palat adds the experience. He adds veteran leadership. And he's something what the New Jersey Devils have been missing because uh, I talked about it with Brendan Smith and I also talked about it with Eric Halla. The, the fact of the matter is I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils are adding guys who are just uh, past – 30 years of age a little bit and just trying to get guys who have been in situations before, whether it's playoff experience, losing teams, whatever the case might be, it it really could uh, do wonders for our young core so that way they could develop and take their games to the next level. Before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first library this morning and it comes from our partners at Athletic Greens. It's literally a product that I use all the time because I started taking AG1 because I just wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. Sometimes I have trouble sleeping at night and this has been the ideal uh, product to just get my life back in order, if you know what I mean. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So why did I start taking it again? Well, like I said, I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier, and I just wanted a better lifestyle. And speaking of lifestyle, it's friendly lifestyle whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing that's the best with Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science and with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now the second live read from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at built have given coconut brownie chunk, the puff treatment. That's right. Coconut brownie chunk built bars. You love in a delicious chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. 
but don't stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they are that amazing. All built bars are covered with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs is that, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or if you're in need of a quick, healthy snack. And they are an excellent source of protein, delicious, rich, sweet brownie. Oh, my God. You need to go to built.com. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKS15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. So here's something that the New Jersey Devils have been missing the last couple of years. We have a lot of talent. We got Jesper Bratt. We got Jack Hughes. We got Nico Keisher. We got a lot of prospects. But here's the fact of the matter. Who's the leader? Like, you can argue and say that Nico Heischer, our captain, is our leader. You can argue and say that our two best players, Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes, are leaders. You can argue and say that Dougie Hamilton is our leader. You can make the argument that P.K. Subban was the leader last year since he has the most experience or one of the most experiences on the team last year. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be coming back to the roster, but that's a discussion for another time. The, the fact of the matter is, Who's the leader for the New Jersey Devils? Who's the one who's saying, like, look, guys, uh, we're in a situation. We're kind of in a rut, but we can get out of it. I need you to go here on this particular play. I need you to shoot the puck from this part of the rink, not at this angle, whatever the case might be. I need you to check this player at this particular point, not back here. So who's the leader? Who's the one who's guiding all these young guys to basically just stay in line and just keep their head on a swivel and just keep their eye on the prize, which is getting back to being competitive or at least somewhat respected throughout the league. I feel as though that's what's been missing throughout the entire organization the last couple of years. And like I said, you can make the argument that Nico Keisher, Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes, uh, you know, arguably our three best players are the leaders or maybe Dougie Hamilton, PK Subban, whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, someone like Palat, someone who's won two Stanley Cup championships, someone who's probably looking for an opportunity to be one of the better players on his roster. Because here's the thing. When you look at Andre Palat, his numbers are respectable. It's nothing that gets you out of your seat. But if you watched the playoffs this past season, Andre Palat played a huge factor as to why the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to reach the Stanley Cup finals. Unfortunately, they weren't able to three-peat. But at the same time, Palat played a major role in them just trying to storm past the President's Trophy winners, the Florida Panthers, whatever the case might be, how difficult the road was to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Andre Palat played a huge role in that. And like I said, he's played his entire career with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So when looking at Andre Palat and what he was able to do in the playoffs, he appeared in 23 games. He had 11 goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 21 points. So during the course of the playoffs, he's almost averaging a point per game. So the, the fact of the matter is this, like what if the New Jersey Devils, God forbid, go on another six game losing streak? Who's the one who's basically saying, look, guys, we really need to kick it into high gear. We need to take it to another level. Who's that person? I feel like Andre Palat could be that person. So if the New Jersey Devils go on a big losing streak once again, I think Andre Palat and for any of my avid listeners, you already know this. I like to usually pick a player to look out for in certain games or matchups, wherever the case might be. 
I guarantee you, if the Devils are on a losing streak and they're in need of a spark, if they're in need of someone to just take it into uh, a, another gear, Andre Pilat, nine times out of ten, will be my pick to be that player, to be that X factor, to just try to get the Devils back onto their winning ways. So what Andre Pilat does, I get, I get that a lot of people are a little disappointed, but I think that was always our plan B. But obviously, you know, our plan A was probably Johnny Goodrow, Alex DeBrincat, Kevin Fiala, whatever the case might be, guys who just score a boatload of goals or what, or tally up a lot of points. But, you know, Andre Pilat, he brings something to the table that I think the New Jersey Devils have been searching for for a long time. So am I in love with this deal? No. But at the same time, I kind of understand it from a business perspective. And I just have to, you know, tip my cap to Pilat and his camp because he understood that the New Jersey Devils were probably in scramble mode, needed a new contract, whatever the case might be. And he was just like, look, I know you guys need something because you don't want to go out of day one of free agency empty handed. So you might as well just give me the money because I don't think anyone else is going to be coming your way. But I don't think that's how it really went down. But I think for Palat, I think he can definitely uh, be a huge factor on the second line with Nico Heischer. This past season, appearing in 77 games for the Tampa Bay Lightning, he scored 18 goals. He had 31 assists for a grand total of 49 points. So the fact of the matter is this, guys. I did say at the beginning of the year the New Jersey Devils do need a little bit more depth at the forward position because outside of our big three, scoring was a little inconsistent. So if we were to get scoring outside of Heischer, Bratt, and Hughes, it would come from Mercer or Sharon Govich. Obviously, Sharon Govich got off to a slow start to the year. And then for Mercer, he's a rookie. And, you know, sometimes rookies do hit that wall and sometimes they're hot to start the year. But as the year progresses, as the amount of games takes a toll on their bodies, you know, that it, it starts to show a little bit. And that did show for Dawson Mercer, despite him being able to suit up in 82 games. So adding Palat, adding uh, Eric Halla to the roster, yes, I get it that they're not going to get us 80 points. But at the same time, they're able to give us that solid production that we've been looking for. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, th- despite me being a big fan of Pavel Zaka last season, I'm kind of glad that we did get rid of him because – I think it was time for a breath of fresh air and we're getting it with someone like Eric Halla who can possibly contribute on the bottom six. So my overall thing is this guys, Andre Palat, very solid player, someone who can definitely give us some scoring, someone who can definitely provide that veteran leadership, someone who definitely knows how to hold his ground. Someone when it matters most knows how to step up his game and he does a little bit of everything. He knows how to facilitate. He knows how to, uses speed to his advantage. He knows how to handle the puck. And like I said, he knows when to score or he knows how to contribute when it matters most. So I think that's what the New Jersey Devils have been missing the last couple seasons. And I feel like Andre Palat can definitely uh, contribute in that sort of way with a team that's full of young guns and a a team that's full of untapped potential. And I, I do have to question the signing of Brendan Smith a little bit because I'm not trying to discredit Brendan Smith, but I feel as though, like, I get that I think he's taking P.K. Subban's role. But my overall question is this. Like, we have a lot of guys in the pipeline who are set to possibly take their games to another level as well. And maybe they're ready to see more NHL action consistently. So some players that come to mind are Kevin Ball, Nikita Ahotuk, you know, Luke Hughes, once he signs his entry-level deal after his sophomore year at the University of Michigan, is complete. 
Why are we signing someone like Brendan Smith, a bottom four defenseman, and why is he taking a roster spot from some of our guys who are possibly ready to play at the NHL level? Because that's something I talked about at the conclusion of the Utica Comet season, and that's also something I discussed about towards the end of the year, which is there are some guys who are possibly ready to contribute for the New Jersey Devils at the NHL level. And I feel as though signing someone like Brendan Smith, I'm not trying to discredit him or anything. And like I said, him being a past 30 does bring that veteran leadership. And I get that his stats aren't anything impressive. But at the same time, we do need all the veteran help that we could possibly get to try to put these young guys in order. But at the same time, I still want to see some of our young guys get their chance to see some consistent minutes and possibly just see some action. But if I'm being completely honest, Brendan Smith might be a healthy scratch at times. I don't know what the case might be. But at the same time, I just feel as though we're taking a roster spot from a few players who probably deserve a shot of seeing some consistent action on the rink. Speaking of young guys, Simon Nemish has signed his entry-level deal with the New Jersey Devils. Now, everything I said about him on draft day is now incorrect. I said that he might play in Europe for a year or two. I talked about it with my buddy Jersey Joe. I talked about it with a couple draft experts. I said that, you know, Simon Nemish, while he's a good player, maybe it'll take some time for him to come to the NHL, North America, whatever the case might be. Nope. Signed his entry-level deal. And now the question is, do you put him in Utica or do you put him on the NHL roster? My thing is, there's no reason to rush him. So I think the smart thing to do is to do what we did with Alexander Holtz, which is just let him play in Utica for about a year. If he does well down there, then maybe uh, bring him up for a cup of coffee in the NHL here and there just to give him some reps to get ready. There's no reason for him to go out there and compete because at the end of the day, I'm not looking for a, a, a rookie of the year. I'm not looking for someone to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. But at the same time, it's just like I would like to see some production from Nemish this season. But I know the, the ideal approach is to not rush him. But at the same time, if he does well in Utica, maybe it's worth giving him a look and probably see if he can help us on the defensive side of things at the NHL level. But the ideal thing, like I just mentioned, is to not rush him. But I'm expecting big things from Simon Nemish this season, and I hope that he's able to have a productive year in Utica, get his feet wet in North American hockey, and be a factor for New Jersey Devils, hopefully by next season. Now, here's the thing. We have a lot of young guys, and we have a lot of young guys, and we have a lot of untapped potential. And it goes back to what I said when the season concluded. The New Jersey Devils can only go up from here. I'm Yes, we struck out with Johnny Goodrow. Yes, we struck out with Alex DeBrinket. Yes, we struck out with Kevin Fiala. But at the end of the day, the New Jersey Devils still have a pretty respectable top six. So we got Jack Hughes. We got Nico Heischer. We got Jesper Bratt. Now we got Andre Palat. And also, I'm expecting some production from Yegor Sharangovich. Hopefully, he's able to stay consistent throughout the course of the year. And also, maybe Dawson Mercer, now with Eric Halla added to the mix. Maybe, you know, even though Halla can play a winger position, very versatile forward, maybe the ideal circumstance is to, you know, start Halla at the center position for the bottom six, preferably on the third line, and then maybe start the season with Dawson Mercer on the winger position and see if maybe him and Jack Hughes can connect on something. And if they're able to connect, I'd say anywhere from the first five or maybe anywhere from five to 10 
games to begin the year. Maybe you keep that as a permanent position for Dawson Mercer uh, for at least that season and just use it as an experiment, see if maybe him and Jack Hughes do have that connection similar to what Sharon Govich and Hughes have. That was the question we had for Yanni Kwokanen, and he was waived by the New Jersey Devils, unfortunately. But still, um, that, that was the kind of thing that we were asking going into uh, uh, this past season. So the New Jersey Devils, respectable top six and respectable defensive pairings. Obviously, we got Ryan Graves, who led the league in plus minus a couple years ago. Dougie Hamilton could possibly get his name back into the Norris Trophy race if he stays healthy. Obviously, that facial fracture did put him a couple months back, so he was out of commission for a long time and wasn't really able to just get up to par to what he once was while playing for the Carolina Hurricanes. But I am anticipating that he's going to have a big second and third year. So, yes, I'm a little disappointed that the New Jersey Devils weren't able to, you know, get a top-notch free agent for it right now, at least. They're, you know, maybe they could trade for Tarasenko, maybe JT Miller. Obviously, I'm not really banking on it. But it's basically rumors I've been uh, hearing uh, make its way around the rumor mill. But I'm going to just leave it in the rumor mill and I'm not really going to do a silly season episode on it because I think it's a little out of reach at this point. I think Tom Fitzgerald has his eyes set on just trying to fill out the rest of his roster with veteran players. And like I said, the thing with Palat and, and, you know, no discredit to Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt or Nico Heischer, but they can only do so much because they're young guys themselves and they're trying to get – their respective production in. So obviously at the time they do have to lead the team and they definitely have to quote unquote grow up a little bit quicker at that certain time frame. But now with Palat added to the mix, maybe uh, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and also Jesper Bratt can take a backseat a little bit and just focus on their overall game and not trying to lead the team because now you can leave it into the hands of some veteran players. So I like the move that Tom Fitzgerald has been making the last couple days. And I get that first day of free agency kind of ended a little bitter for a lot of Devils fans. But I think Andre Palat is still a good player. And I think he can definitely be what the New Jersey Devils have been missing the last couple years in terms of just being a veteran leader. But curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below or hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4. Let me know what your guys' initial thoughts were when we got Palat and also a few other veteran uh, players and also we're also going to talk more about um, Andrew Burnett and his overall role as assistant coach because it could be quite possible that the New Jersey Devils found their replacement for Lindy Ruff when Ruff's contract is up at the end of the year but that's something we'll talk about in a future episode in the near future so stay tuned for that as for today's episode that's all the time I have for you guys so thanks for listening continue to stay safe have a wonderful day New Jersey go Devils I'll catch you guys in the next episode and once again, I can't thank you guys enough for showing so much love in the last video, even though Johnny Goodrow didn't sign with the Devils. You guys still uh, clicked on it. You guys still downloaded it as if he did sign with the Devils. I can't uh, thank you guys enough. So whether it was appreciation, hate, whatever case might be, you know, I enjoy your guys' support. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Once again, thanks for listening.